Hi there, friends. Happy New Year's Eve. I am recording this um, on the last day of 2020. I've been thinking about recording a episode for a little while now. I actually had to go back and check and see when last I did one of these raw expressions because it felt like so long ago. And there was one on December 2nd when I was really feeling alive again. I had started working out and just really feeling myself, which felt so, so good. And um, especially as I've struggled the last few months. Uh, I've hit another rough patch, though. I don't even like saying that. I would like to find some better language for it, but whatever. That's That's what it is. It feels like falling into another hole. I've been really up and down and pretty dysregulated and I don't like that. I want to I want it to be different and that's part of I think what contributes to then getting stuck in it longer. And I know this on an intellectual level, uh, but sometimes I just I guess I have to go through it. I don't know. Anyway, what I was wanting to talk about was regret because I had been going through some old labs to send to a functional medicine doctor because I haven't been feeling the best. And granted, I haven't been taking care of myself the best, so it's really not surprising that I'm not feeling awesome. So much has happened. The COVID fatigue is real. I've been eating my emotions and it's, it's just not great. But looking back at some of the lab work that I was sending to this functional medicine doctor, I noticed some things that brought up regret because on my CT scan from 2018, they saw something that when I was sent to the surgeon, the surgeon said, oh, it's this cyst on your ovary and I didn't press for more and I don't recall paying attention to some of the things that I saw in the report when I was looking back on it last week and granted the terms that I noticed last week wouldn't have been terms that had any significance to me then because I hadn't yet been diagnosed, but it basically said to not rule out a peritoneal carcinomatos- carcinomatosis cancer. Uh, but, you know, I was 35 and otherwise relatively healthy other than these symptoms that kept getting dismissed as IBS or you're too stressed or whatever. And so... I didn't know then what I know now. I didn't know what I didn't know, so I wasn't able to take the actions that I might now. And I talk about this a lot, how I, I, I encourage people to ask questions and if they don't know something, to seek the answer and press for the answer and not just accept that the doctors know best and that they know everything and that they're going to catch things because they are human. But looking back at this, I couldn't help but to feel a sense of regret, a sense of regret for not doing those things, not taking that responsibility. But it's really through this whole journey that I've learned that that is necessary, that I've shifted my beliefs about the medical system and that um, the implicit trust that I grew up with for doctors has been degraded 
over this journey of chronic illness that I've been on for the last decade. More than a decade, really, when I look back at it. Started in, I can really consciously recall the pain in my body being very present since 2008. And 2011 is when the digestive stuff started getting bad. But anyway, the regret, looking back at it, and just feeling it and feeling shitty and then getting mad, being mad at the doctor, being mad at myself, and thinking like, oh my gosh, it could have been different, and he should have caught it, and I should have caught it, and this was here all along, and look, they said, don't rule out cancer, why, why didn't they see that, why didn't they look at it, how did I miss that, I had a real, like, beat myself up little moment, day, and I recognized that, like I said, I didn't know what I didn't know, and they didn't know what they didn't know, and I've been reading, reading this book, Psycho-Cybernetics, as part of a book club that I'm in. And I've also been pulling tarot cards every day for part of a group that I'm in and doing this alchemical journaling. And one of the things that the journaling holds space for is to see patterns and to develop self-understanding. And in psychocybernetics, it's about understanding the way that the mind works and seeing certain aspects of our personality that hold us back and other aspects that can be harnessed to propel us forward in more healthy ways. And it was interesting that as I've been sitting with regret, um, and the, the regret for the medical stuff was really like the big thing, but regret also for things of the past that, um, you know, like I, I wish that I would have gotten to know my dad better sooner. I wish that I would have taken him up on some of those trips to Florida when I just felt life here was more important. I regret that over this last year, I haven't been taking care of myself as well as I should, even though I see where it's coming from. It's still, still a regret. It's, it's hard. Um, I have a very strong inner mean girl that can beat me up on those things and hold on to that. And, um, I've, quieted her and made friends with her and become more understanding of her but in this phase of life right now where everything's so weird I'm finding myself falling into that again um, and the I think the grief of my dad's death and the grief of 2020 of the death of so much possibility that and hope that I felt from after my own cancer it's just really weighing on me anyway I wanted to share a bit um just about the nature of regret and what what it says in psychocybernetics and then also to share my tarot card poll for today and um in psychocybernetics what what I read like that same week when I was experiencing all this was about the failure personality. He's not talking about regret necessarily, um, but 
resentment, which I think is related and resentment to me is more what we hold against another person or situation or entity other than ourself. Regret is more what we hold for ourselves. Um, and both lead to self-pity, which Maxwell Maltz, the author of Psycho-Cybernetics, says is the worst, pos- worst possible emotional habit anyone can develop. Um, and yeah, that's so true. I've been in some self-pity lately, and it does not motivate um, very productive success behaviors. <laughs> Um, and he says that resentment is a mental resistance to a non-acceptance of something which has already happened. And that is so how I feel about the, the regret that I have for the, what happened with health. What I was feeling was like just this, I wish it could be different. I wish it could have been different. Like, oh, there was this moment there, and there really was, there was a moment in time when things could have been different. There was that moment and the level of awareness and um, just the, the energies at play didn't come together to shift that. And that could actually be a really good thing because I don't know what would have happened if that surgeon would have said, yeah, it's your appendix. Let's take it out. He could have went in there. There could have already been cancer and he could have done a botch job and made it so that no surgeon who's really skilled and knowledgeable in how to treat this cancer would have went in there. I don't know. I don't know. And just because there's one outcome that I can see as having been better than where I'm at, I mean, it, um, it doesn't mean that it would be that way, and it, uh, focusing on that doesn't matter. I can't change it, and it seeing that as better makes it harder for me to accept what's happened uh, as just what's happened, and also to prevents me from seeing it as what actually was the best possible outcome for everything that did unfold. So it keeps me in a place of self-pity and it's really um, caused by my own emotional reactions to what happened in the circumstances and what's going on inside. It doesn't really have anything to do with what's really present in the present moment. (laughs) Um, And... Another thing that I wanted to share from Psycho-Cybernetics was that, um, uh, self-pity, uh, resentment and self-pity are not ways to happiness and success, but ways to defeat and unhappiness, which I really believe about regret too. Like just living in regret is... It doesn't matter. Can't undo the past. Um, Oh, and the meaning of resentment, uh, the word itself comes from two Latin words, meaning re, back, and centire, meaning to feel. 
Resentment is an emotional rehashing or refighting of some event in the past. You can't win because you're attempting to do the impossible, change the past, which is basically what I said a little bit ago, I think, I hope. Sometimes when I talk here, I don't remember everything that I say. And especially right now, my hormones are all messed up, which is one of the joys of surgically induced menopause at 38 years old. Um, but I can't undo the past. So I'm working on accepting that and making the best of it, I suppose. Um, (laughs) but I don't have the, um, I, I just got the lab work over to my functional medicine guy. So I haven't gotten like the, the way forward on that yet. Anyway, off topic, what I wanted to talk about, um, in addition to that share is, um, how, well, first of all, when I experienced all this regret and was looking back and thinking about it, I was like, Oh, I want to talk about this. I did do an Instagram live on it, which I meant to save to my IGTV and it didn't work out technology. Um, and I think that's for good reason that it didn't work out. And then I've been wanting to record a podcast and talk about it, but I haven't and thought about it. And I tried the other night and then another technology thing. And then today on this last day of the year, I sat down, I finished pulling my tarot cards. I did it this morning and got interrupted. And anyway, I'm finishing my morning journaling, like in the evening, it happens. I'm doing it. I'm doing the the thinking about it and it's all in its perfect timing. Um, even recording this because the cards that I drew were just so relevant and have offered me some clarity and seeing connections. Um, so the first card that I drew was the five of cups and it's disappointment. This is actually the card that, um, is represented um, of it's, uh, like covers the dates of my birthday. So it covers zero to 10 degrees Scorpio, October to 20, October 23rd to November 1st. Um, the original title of this card is Lord of loss and pleasure. And it shows these cups that are made of glass and, and, um, fragile, they are, um, let's see how, what's a good way to describe it. By the way, I use, I'm learning from the Thoth tarot deck and I'm not a tarot expert. So that's why I'm actually looking at the, um, little book that I use to understand it. Um, so yeah, it represents Mars and Scorpio, unfulfilled expectations, loss of sense of balance, unexpected disturbances, Um, these golden cups become glasses that are empty and fragile. The five pentagram star points downwards, indicating the victory of matter over spirit. A hot wind has uprooted the lotus and wilted the blossoms. The salty water is dead. The expectations were much too big. Um, the aggressively destructive energies now dominating the scene have probably been smoldering underneath the surface for a long time. You overlooked them. Perhaps you didn't want to admit to their existence. You ignored the warnings of your inner voice, 
but now you have to face the sobering facts and look them in the eye. Every disappointment contains, however, the possibility of an important learning experience. The roots of the lotus are coiled in the shape of a butterfly, symbol of transformation, for the caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Um, and so I like this book that I use to uh, interpret the cards or guide me in the interpretation as I learn to sort of see what's there in them myself through the symbols and the intentions of the creator. Um, either some much too high expectations of yours have been crushed or somewhere deep inside you lurks the fear of some disappointment. Now is a good time to learn from the situation. And then some questions. In what areas of your life do you fear disappointment? What have you learned from the disappointments you've experienced until now? And how can you prevent disappointment? draw a card for each of the above questions. And there's an affirmation. I get to know my own reality by learning to see where I fool myself or deny my inner voice. And this card of disappointment um, feels really relevant, not just because it falls uh, in my birthday and in Mars and Scorpio, um, but also regret is a form of disappointment. And in looking back, hindsight being 2020, 2020 being a number we're probably all going to hate for the rest of our lives. Um, <laughs> but hindsight gives that, like, I can look back and see, kind of remember where I didn't feel quite satisfied with the answers that I got, but I would brush it off. I would brush off the desire to keep pushing because the relief of giving up felt so much easier. And that desire to keep pushing was my inner, my inner voice pushing me forward and denying my own reality by just wanting to accept that everything was fine and let myself be fooled in some ways. And also just, you know, there's what I didn't know and I can't change that. Anyway, I did draw some cards to um, answer those other questions. I had answers of my own, but I like to see where the cards might guide me. And I felt like what came up was really relevant. So um, for the answer, in what areas of your life do you fear disappointment? I drew the Knight of Swords. And the Knight of Swords is... Um, all about big goals and success and, and wholeness. And uh, that would be really true. I feel that. I've been struggling lately with, with being where I'm at, with being in this funk, because I know that I can do more. I know that I have these dreams, that I have so much to offer, that I've learned so much, that there's so much value in teaching Slackline and talking about my experiences, but I've went into this hermit mode again in this self-pity mode that I've just been wallowing in and eating all the things, all the things, which is not good for my health <laughs> and not really moving. Um, I was working out and then the person that I was working out with, my neighbor moved suddenly and that's been hard and the holidays are hard. I never really love the holidays. And you would think that like 
not loving the holidays because there was always so much to do and so much expectation, then this year might feel like a bit of a relief, but the COVID fatigue is real. And like, I just want to have that sense of connection with people. So anyway, um, I've been in a funk seeing that there's something else out there that I want and not feeling able to do it. And also trying to recognize like what, where is like, why, why am I not stepping into that? And, um, that card was like, Oh, so true. Yeah. Those, those big goals, having that success, that wholeness feeling that I don't, it's really foreign. It feels like a lot of responsibility. I don't know. And then also I've gained so much in where I've been that if I step in and I don't have that anymore, if I have like this success and this wholeness and this ease and this flow and this balance, then what will I learn from? Where will I gain my knowledge? And, and I was thinking that, and the second card that I pulled to answer the question is of what have I learned from past disappointment was the 10 of discs. And that is wealth. That's inner and outer wisdom, the ability to share that inner wealth with others. And it is the last card of the tarot. And it is like, um, this, uh, these riches. And the thing with that though, is that the riches must be shared. If it's, if they're hoarded, they become stagnant. The energy becomes foul and um, it says clinging and grasping arise out of fear of deficiency and express a poverty mentality. Um, so I kind of feel like that's where I'm at. Like I've gained a lot of inner and outer wisdom and I have these views on life and my stories and symbolism and the experience of the slack line and all these things. And I'm not really sharing it. I mean, I'm here recording this podcast, this little slice of expression that feels really good to sit down and just say these things and share these things. Um, and, um, all of that past disappointment or failure or the regrets actually gave me so much. It's been, there's value in it. And what if I no longer have those disappointments? Will I still have value? That's such a twisted way to, to, feel, but I think that subconsciously that's there. Um, so anyway, then, um, the next question, how can I prevent disappointment? I drew the five of swords, which is defeat. Um, and I'm going to pull that up. Um, of course I can't get to it in my little book here. Um, the fear of loss or defeat, fear of painful situations or experiences. Um, so at first I was like, okay, 
how can I prevent disappointment? And it's to embrace that fear of loss or defeat for me, I think. Um, to look at, so it shows these swords, these five swords, and um, they each sword's grip indicates a different aspect of the of a situation, a different way that it could go. So if I can accept the possibility of fear of defeat or of what might be there, um, so that I can see things from all sides and make some room for my own objective, my own um, clarity to look at things objectively, then I can see more. I can get a better picture. I can make room for that voice, that inner voice of mine to be heard. And by recognizing the possibility of disappointment, I can get this greater understanding that I can take action from. So by recognizing it, I'm um, set free from that energy bound up by fear, that energy that, or I, I set free that um, energy of possibility, I guess. Um, and when I initially wanted to talk about this, I was thinking like, well, how do I avoid regret? How do I, what are the ways to avoid regret in life? Because I feel like I can look back and see a lot of regret. Um, and I have the tools to, to have less of it. Part of it is a mindset thing. There's always going to be failure. There's always going to be something that goes wrong. Life is 50, 50. And it's really about how, how I look at it. Like I can look at all of the defeats, uh, and see the defeat and the loss and everything. And I think it's important to do that and to grieve those things and to recognize it, uh, and honor it. But then the lessons, are so valuable. And that's how we learn to go forward. Now, the things don't have to be so drastic or so bad. And by recognizing that possibility of defeat and failure and seeing things from all sides and getting a fuller picture, it's really being, being more mindful, being more open-minded, being more curious, slowing down, taking the time, being patient and not, not just seeing what I want to see for the sake of comfort. And I think that's really big. Um, and always the, one of the things uh, that also was really present for me, this didn't come through in the cards, but when I was thinking about recording this before, uh, I'm going to be rereading the four agreements, having a little book club on it, by the way. So if you're interested in joining, I'd love to have you send me a message. Still the best place to connect with me is on Instagram, but, um, I've read the four agreements many times and it's such simple wisdom, life-changing wisdom. It's, it's simple, but it's like deep and kind of can be really difficult to enact, but um, always doing your best is one of the four agreements and recognizing that your best changes based on what you know and sickness and health and all of that, um, but to always do your best. And um, I I 
if I can hold myself to that, if I can do that, then I can have more compassion for myself when I look back and really honestly say like, I did my best with what I knew. Unfortunately, right now, the last few months, I don't feel that I've done my best with what I know. I've let myself consciously in some ways go into this hole of self-pity and have my tantrum. And there may be ramifications from that. You know, I mean, I know there are, I don't feel the best. And, um, then I, I can beat myself up and that's not very nice. I also see, um, there's also compassion there. Compassion is something that I wanted to really embrace this year. And I don't know that I've done a really great job of it. All things considered, you know, not, not too bad. I don't want to judge myself too harshly. It's been a really crappy year. Um, but it is, there's room for more of it in 2021. And there's, uh, I feel good drawing these cards and thinking about these things on the last day of the year time when, you know, New Year's has not always had the most significance to me because like I used to get really excited, like, okay, this next year is going to be my year. And then I just disappoint myself. And, um, then I went through this phase of like, whatever, it's just another year. And I still sort of feel that way. Like, you know, everybody's all good riddance 2020. It's the end, you know, dumpster fire of a year, good riddance, bye-bye. But January 1st is just the day after December 31st and it put a new year on it, but I don't see a whole lot changing. Um, at least in like the big picture. However, I do know that enough of a, if enough of us, uh, really commit to the shifts in identity that lead to lasting change, then things will change. There will be something different. And perhaps just my attitude shift on it will change the way that I see the new year. I don't know. This is a new year. I've never done this one before that I remember. (laughs) Um, I think that's all that I wanted to share. I'm excited for what's unfolding for the next phase for the new year and the year after that and for the learning that continues and I'm looking forward to getting over this getting to know this fear of my goals and success and my fear of taking myself to the next level so that I can do what I came here what I believe that my soul came here to do. All right. I hope that, um, you're well, that you're self-reflective on this last day, that you're intentional and that you are leaving behind your regrets and resentments and embracing what is and moving forward with hope and joy and excitement for 2021. 
I will talk to you next year. Lots of love.